Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 27-1. This is the beginning of World 27 or season 27 or just the number 27 brought to you by the number 27. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we are a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pranit. Every week we listen to great game music from all consoles and all generations, whether it's old, whether it's new. We find a topic, we find some people to chat with, and we have a good time listening to music. It's the way to go. It makes people happy and it gives you something to move and groove your feet. I like the way that's We're just trying to make you happy. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> Receive joy. Um, uh, oh, so last week was our Patreon episode, and we had um, a fun quiz where we tried to get. Per- I tried to trick Purnell into what was a real 3DO game and what was one that I made up, um, and that was a whole lot of fun. But there were some corrections on <gasps> of of composers and of song names, specifically from some of those 3DO games that I played on the show. So at our website rhythmandpixels.com, we have um, some updates there. And um, Pernell, have you been playing anything new this past week? Kinda. So uh, I finally took some time to start playing uh, Persona 5 Strikers, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it on the show proper, but, well, this part I'm sure I did. I'm a sucker for Persona games and Shin Megami Tensei. Shocker, everyone I know. Um, but uh, Persona 5 Strikers originally kind of didn't sit well with me because it was designed by Omega Force, which, for those not to know, it is the... Tecmo Koi branch that's usually responsible for a lot of the Musou titles we get to come across, like the Pirate Warriors games and Dynasty Warriors games and Hyrule Warriors games, that kind of stuff. And those styles of games generally kind of end up boring me over time because they don't they're, they're, they don't differentiate enough between the action and stuff. It's just mash button until you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was concerned that I wouldn't like Persona 5 Strikers because it was going to be just more of the same. And every attempt I made to get into these games has always failed. Uh, but I'm happy to report I've been enjoying Persona 5 Strikers. Like, it's... One, the narrative is still kind of there um, in the sense that you... If you like Persona 5's narrative, this is a continuation of that game. So if you didn't play Royal like <coughs> me, um, you don't have to care. Uh, you can move right into this game as a sequel. And the narrative continues on and everyone's getting back together as the Phantom Thieves chatting it up about <laughs> stuff. Well, they didn't choose to become Phantom Thieves again. Things happen that cause them to have to do it again. Um, but but they're all on cool their phones again, the- chatting with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like on one hand, you don't get like the social links and stuff like you used to because, of course, the game is more streamlined for an action gameplay, mm-hmm. not an RPG. But you still get the character interactions, the dialogue, and the hilarious moments that happen. I wish they'd stop picking on Ryuji so much. Oh, but- he's my boy, man. Ryuji's my favorite. He's a bro, yeah. Like yeah. every every Persona game, like well, not everyone, but four and five both had like bro. No, three, four, and five had bro characters yeah. in them, essentially. And I genuinely feel like Jun- Junpei is still probably my top dog because he was so <laughs> laid back. But after him, I think Ryuji's legit. So oh, Ryuji's it makes me sad when everyone was like, oh, Ryuji did something stupid. Because like, maybe if the cat didn't jerk him around so much, he wouldn't make <laughs> comments like he does. No, I just, um, I love that. Like, um, they're like, oh, we got to do this to save the world. Or we got to do this. We got to stop crime. And Ryuji's like, we're going to do this and pick up girls. <laughs> and you're, you're almost like, like, it's almost like he's the normal. He's like the most average. He's most the most li- normal person in the group. He's a teenager. Yeah, yeah he's the most he's like, like average teenager. And so like, 
when there's any opportunity like i'm like yeah he my my character is going to hang out with ryuji and try to pick up girls and of course they're going to fail and it's going to be funny but like i feel like those are the bonding experiences like that the teenagers need you know like yeah, um, like, I'm not gonna have him like okay now I gotta go work out all right now I gotta go to the doctor to get medicine so that I can go to the next dungeon and I'm like no man I want him to be a teenager for a while we'll we'll, we'll hey, see we'll, we'll save you're going to Big Bang Burger <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we'll save the world on we on the weekend we're saving the world on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> saving the world on on the weekend uh, yeah. but like yeah like it's a great game mm-hmm. like the combat is good the characterizations are great and the best part is that even the Musou elements don't feel so bad. Uh, like, cause the combat heavily emphasizes exploiting enemy weaknesses like the like Shimagami Tenseis are known for. Mm. Um, you have to still have decent use of your personas, though there's a lot less personas now, so you're not as frustrated with choices anymore like you used to be. Now it's just like, long as you just kind of sort of pay attention to what you're doing, you should be okay with your personas. But I put it on hard mode because I'm that jerk. And uh, fun fact, whereas in Persona 5, I can play the whole game and never go to the store for items and armor. That's not going to happen here because I got to a boss early in the game who started mopping the floor with me. And I was doing like two to four damage per hit. Keeping in mind, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be doing like 30. (laughs) And it was like a nitpick chip away damage bit. And then like the boss before that, I had one character survive. It was Panther fighting against a succubus. And she and the succubus was strong against her attacks. So it was very frustrating, but I beat it. (laughs) So you're just Um, grinding at it, right? (laughs) Yeah, like I have to finally start spending my money and I have to actually, Mm -hmm. you know, level up my personas and not just be like, hey, if I exploit weaknesses and I'm a careful fighter, I'll be good. Like, no, because sometimes the game doesn't care. You'll get shot by a fire blast off screen and you'll die because you have no armor. <laughs> you can't absorb the hit. So it's yeah, like, you're, you're, yeah. So you're trying to play it like an RPG. Exactly. And you just can't do that. So I have to evolve with the gameplay style and get better. But I want to get better because I want to see this narrative play. I like the idea of how they... Like what they did, because you're not, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you're not in palaces anymore, something else. Okay. And right now they're trying to figure what the heck is going on? This isn't a palace. This is something weird. So do you, you, are you into it also? Probably probably because I think Persona 5 was a big game for you. Do you think it's like, yes, like revisiting that world and seeing the characters again is probably really nice? Yes. It's exactly that. Like, I like seeing them all interact. I smile when they have these, like, because I'll go around forums and people will say, oh, this is lame. Look at this weeb content. People want to insult it all the time. Like, no, it's okay to smile at ridiculous stuff happening on screen. It doesn't have to be serious. I have Mega 10 for Apocalypse for that. Well, not even Apocalypse, but I have Mega 10 for for that. Uh, I don't need Persona to be this serious all the time. Though, I won't lie, if Persona 6 comes out and they're like back to what Persona 2 is like, I'm going to be happy. (laughs) But with that said, I don't need it to be serious. I get enough seriousness in other games and just in my life that I'm cool with hanging out with a bunch of people who can't, who get like screw up like freaking like idiosms or or idiosyncrasies and things of that nature and just can't get it right sometimes. It's fun. So, but aside from that, um, general review stuff that's come like which is going to come up on this episode actually and also uh i i feel like i finally stopped buying board games because not forever i'm sure but until not not unless i can come up with a way to move or get rid of some stuff because i have too much like i officially have too much you're out out of space out of space and like even now like you were talking earlier about how i'm like talking to people now 
I can't picture someone coming into my house and being like, I'm like, so here's my board. It's one thing to say my video game room, because I think this room is perfectly structured and organized. Everything's well shelved. Board game room is like, here's my trove of <laughs> stuff. It's on the floor, it's on the closet. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if you should build like shelving in your basement, just like wall to wall shelving off the floor so they, they don't get wet, but like, just have them like the funny thing up. is I do have a, I have a billy down there that I could use. My concern about using the basement is, and I need, maybe I could test it first, but I'm concerned about moisture. Yeah, like, well, that's true. Yeah, because your, your, your basement's not always dry, right? Exactly. Like yeah. every once in a blue moon, like water might come in, though I feel like I might be this close to getting it under wraps, mm -hmm. but uh, if anything happens where moisture sets in there, it could damage the games, which is why I didn't use it originally when I first moved into the house. Well, I'm, I'm happy but, to uh, hear that your game room is, is that your video game room is nice and organized, though. Yes, I, I love I love my board, my video game room. It's the, uh, the classic, it's a classic classic. This is your classic gamer because you play games downstairs, right? Mm -hmm. I play main games downstairs, but up here I have a CRT TV. And I have like my PS2 hooked up to it, but I also I've broken up the Dreamcast in here. I broke up the Saturn in here. I have a Retron 5 to the right of me right now. Like I have access to pretty much every console I grew up with in this one room right now. And it's really cool to just sometimes be like, hey, I want to revisit this. Like it happens for the show sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We'll have a topic. And I'll go, oh, before I talk about it on the show, I want to play it again. So I'll just yank it off the shelf and start playing it. Yeah, it's awesome that you don't have to, like, okay, I got to plug this in. I got to grab that. I have to find this cable or something. You just, you just got it all together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's um, a good feeling. All right, so this week we are talking about Speed Limit, the game, the new indie title. I guess it's not really new, right? It just it came out recently-ish. About two, I would say like two weeks ago it originally came out, but people were playing it even before that from what I can tell on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the betas have been around for a while. But the game Speed Limit is a, is kind of a, a retro-style um, side-scrolling shooter, uh, kind of like Russian Attack, but faster and more um, I wouldn't go that difficult. far. I, think of it like, think of it like this. It changes. Changes all the time. Speed, speed Limit is basically the idea of an action movie playing out in real time yeah. in the sense that you're a character just some guy something happens to him he gets a gun and suddenly the world's after him and wants to kill him so he's running and he's shooting and he's trying to get away and then every level escalates it more like at first he's on a train running and then he's on top of the train running and now he's in a car now he's yeah. on a bike <laughs> and it just keeps going and it's it's got a really hard it's got a really fun retro look to it and um, the fact that each level keeps changing perspectives and keeps changing gameplay styles too is is really cool so i thought with this episode um i would pick music and play music from different games that kind of uh were, were in those styles in the game and then in the middle of the episode we have an interview with the composer of speed limit mataya all the way from croatia and it was a, it's a nice interview. So we're not going to play a whole lot of music this episode. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a, a long chat with him in the middle, and uh, we're gonna have um, some uh, of his music uh, playing around then as well. So um, without any more ado, Purnell, this is the first odd episode of twenty seven. <laughs> what is your first track? Well, this is one of those cases where I could have sworn I picked it on the show, but I couldn't find it. So okay. I don't care. I'm picking it now. Um, this is actually from a game that I need to revisit because it didn't get, it got hated on a lot, but I kind of mm. liked it, you know. It was the game Sonic Lost World, and it was on the Wii U, and the track title is Desert Ruins Act 1. 
uh, or zone one or area one, whatever you want to call it. But it's the <laughs> first area in the desert ruins. And let me see here. I had to check it up here. The composers are Tomoya Otani and Takahito Iguchi. Welcome back. You're listening to the Desert Ruins Zone 1 theme composed by... Oh, from the game, Sonic Lost World, composed by Tomoya Otani and Takahiro Iguchi. This was on the Wii U. Uh, many would say this came out after Sega screwed up the Sonic 3D elements once again after, you know, because people would always herald colors and generations as being like, they get it! They finally get it! And then... Things... But... <laughs> I'm one of the rare people who actually was okay with Sonic Lost World to an extent. Like, the main gripe that I had with it was just that I got diverted. I I get sucked into music, and the first, like, two or three areas had great tracks to me. And then the fourth world, I was like, I don't really feel this so much. So I just stopped. <laughs> I, just, I just literally shut down. Um, but I really was a big fan of this stage in particular. Um, I, I'm a guy, I'm one of the rarities. I like Sonic 3D games because, specifically because... 2D, the 2D Sonic games focus on the platforming. Um, when they try to squeeze in speed, unless it's scripted, it's a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work in the 2D scale unless they pan it back, which they almost never do. You mean um, in the 3D scale? No, I mean the 2D. Like, in 2D, you know, they have Sonic up close on the screen so you can see how well detailed him and the environment are, but... That means at the same time, you don't get much leeway to see how what's in front of him. It's just like, boom, he's already hitting a spike wall. <laughs> but if they yeah. pushed it back, you'd have you'd, they'd be able to expand mm. the scope of what he can see, what you can see on the screen, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it could be 2D and still give you fair warning of what's coming. Um, but I feel like the 3D games kind of cover that, at least, because since they're generally behind his back when he's running, you're running towards everything. So you can see it as it's coming. Almost like how DDR arrows will have 
you can see them coming from the bottom to the top, you can plan ahead for what you got to step on. Sonic needs that. Sonic needs arrows coming down the screen. Wait, are you trying to say where he's going to step? Are you trying to say let me let me put it in words that you understand, Rob? Okay. <laughs> this game that you love from 1999. <laughs> it's like Sonic 2D is like DDR sudden move. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is a lot like a woman. All right. <laughs> it's blue. It's fast. And you're always running into spikes that you can't see. <laughs> that there it is. There, there, there it is. Just hang it up. There's write the book, Rob. You got this. All <laughs> oh, right, uh, more of a pamphlet, really. It's it's, it's more of a, less less of a book and more of a motivational poster that you put in your house. Dodge, dodge the spikes. Take your time. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. And communicate openly. And don't lose your rings. <laughs> oh God! Don't lose your rings. That's, don't lose your rings. Oh, because the game over screen could pop up. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I do dig this track. It, I mean, I will say, it does sound like the Munsters theme song for those who, <laughs> who enjoy classic television of the 60s. The 60s or 70s? I think it was the 60s, right? I think they were the 70s. Uh, no, 60s. No, early 70s because they were still black and white. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, for a while. Did, did they go color? They were not. Well, the Munsters today... Was in color, but not the original monsters. Was that like? Is that like monsters? Kids? No, no, no. It wasn't kids. They were still like you know the monsters. It was just. It's kind of funny to think about it now because back in the eighties and early nineties, they would do these modernizations where it's like now they're current, they're awesome. Like you had the like you had like the Scooby Doo pup kid. They were kids, yeah, but they were also like hip and trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the Flintstones kids, though they were kids, they were also hip and trendy. Um. But with the monsters, it was more like now they're in color, now they're with the times. You know, <laughs> they were making references to '80s culture. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And this theme song was like, "We're the monsters today." There was like, "Oh wow, this is this is not exciting <laughs> at all." Uh, we don't, we my don't, kid we back don't people more, love the monsters. We don't need any more monsters. Uh, <laughs> we had enough. We imagine there was like an Adams family today. Then again, I guess the movies covered that basis. And there was but, that cartoon. They had a cartoon for a while, right? The, they did. And now yeah. they're bringing it back with like Christina Ricci, too. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, She's going to play odd. Wednesday Adams again. Oh, I guess it's a guy. They are all, all, they're all grown up now. That's all it is. That's the thing. I think <laughs> the way they're portraying is she's still going to be in school. Oh, like, I mean. Okay. Sure. Maybe she's going back for a GED. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know, I spent so much time being morbid that I never thought about education and how I yeah. could use it to be more morbid. I was trying to be morbid, but now I want to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also morbid. <laughs> morbid doctor. Um, all right, so moving on to our next track. This is from the game. It is the not the original um, uh, Infinite Runner, but it is the, the Infinite Runner that caused a sensation. It's the one that really popularized the genre. It's called Cannibalt. And um, the track is called Mach Runner. I think this is from stage one. And the composer is Danny Baranowski. My man. Yeah, I thought you did. never met or had a conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be into this track anyway.
And we're back. You're listening to Mock Runner from the game Cannibalt with music composed by Danny Baranowski um, of, of a Super Meat Boy fame. And it's funny, too, like this track started playing. I haven't heard the Cannibal OST since I played the game way back when, but it honestly sounded like I was playing Super Meat Boy. Yeah, it definitely has that style to it. It's a very like electronic slash... Um, symph- like it has a symphonic kind of feel to it uh, with a lot of movements and a lot of quiet like a lot of dynamic quiet parts and then a lot of dynamic loud parts um, mm-hmm. it's really neat so yeah, Cannibal is like one of the, the what, like one of the first endless runners where I mean it's just a guy running across rooftops and like the, the buildings are exploding and they're falling down and you're crashing through windows but I mean it is truly endless it's just procedurally generated just obstacles constantly coming after you coming at you and then you're just playing for a high score and the score is just how far can you run uh, but it's the style of it is really clever it's really cool um, when I first played this like in a flash game I couldn't believe you know like something so simple could be so interesting and so addicting and it's, it's a really neat game. You can It's on everything, right? I think you can get it on, on your iPhone, on Android. It's out there on Steam. I wonder Steam. if you can still get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. Um, Cannonball. Um, it's a really, really cool game. And so the the opening levels of Speed Limit are, are kind of running through a train and running on top of a train. Really made me think about this game. Even though in this game you're, you're all only running. You're not shooting or doing anything else. You're just running and jumping. Um, it just had that same feel to it. It's very um, 2D and a classic pixel art style, but with just a lot of style to it. You know, it's got a lot of movement and motion. It's really fun. So yeah, if you haven't seen Cannibal, definitely check it out on YouTube and then see if you can get it on your phone. It's probably free maybe on your phone. I mean, I, when I played it, it was on Congregate. So it was, I think it was free then. So hopefully you can still play it for free now. <laughs> Is Congregate even still around? I don't know. I, I would be afraid to see who is squatting on that on that URL. <laughs> you go there and it's like, crap, the episode crashed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. Don't even Google it because it'll crash the site and crash your computer. No, it's still there. It's still there, sort of. Don't know. open it! Don't open it! It's, <laughs> it's a trap! I mean, it's already dangerous enough opening a Google Chrome browser and doing the show at the same time. Touche. Um, like, one thing I learned recently, speaking of which, Zoom makes my entire computer just break. <laughs> it blue screens my computer. I don't know what it is about Zoom, but like sometimes I can open it and it's fine. But yeah. other times I'll like open it and then close it and it'll blue screen. Like on you your, can't handle Zoom on your new computer. On my old laptop. Oh, oh yeah, no, old one. Yeah, your new one's gonna be able to handle things. Trust me. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I, I love that laptop right now. Like I'm in that protective phase with it right now, where it's like it's always in its case and it's always secure. But when I'm playing games on it, like, I was playing Zombie Army 4, which is like a dead, like a, like a Left 4 Dead type of game, sort of, but like more chaotic. Mm-hmm. And it pushes your computer. Like, it uses a lot of effects and glare and all that. This computer wouldn't even be able to boot it. That computer, it was just buttery smooth, had no issues. I'm sitting there playing it in my lap. So, yeah, it was hot. But uh, <laughs> it worked. Like, it's, I was flabbergasted to have, a, I had a computer that could do this kind of stuff. If in is a solid state drive, so it boots right up. It's I push power and it's already on. It's crazy. I thought people are listening to this like welcome to like 2015 for now. But. <laughs> it feels nice though when you haven't had that before. It feels 
pretty amazing. And when I made the switch, especially for the uh, for for the for the podcast computer, the production computer, it makes a huge difference. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on um, on the line, uh, we have Mataya all the way from Croatia, and he is the composer of the game Speed Limit, which came out not too long ago. And um, we're going to chat with him. We're going to talk about um, how he uh, approached the game and what he likes about video games and music. And it's actually a a really nice interview. So um, we're going to play a little bit of music from the game and then have a chat with Mattia. Hey guys. Hi, Matthias. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Well, thanks for coming on our show, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, I, I really like what you are doing. Uh, I didn't even know about your podcast and uh, was listening to some of your uh, episodes, and then I see that you have really a lot of episodes. <laughs> I, I was amazed. <laughs> Man, you—that's great, you know. Oh, we've been doing <laughs> it you a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm driving a lot, so it's uh, great to have an uh, interesting podcast, you know, uh, especially about the thing that I really enjoy. Oh, great! Video games and music, you know. <laughs> yes, that's yes. great. So, t- tell tell me, which came first, the video games or the music? Uh, well, uh, I probably played video games a lot earlier. Uh, mm. Uh, because uh, I started with uh, Nintendo and then Super Nintendo, mm. and I uh, I played a lot of, of games then. But uh, when I uh, started to be more interested in uh, music, I uh, let down a bit of this uh, gaming. You know, yeah. <laughs> it it it's just uh, you don't have enough time for everything. Everything, and uh, it's right. like uh, when I played a lot of guitar. And practiced a lot. Uh, I didn't even play. Yeah, it it was a period of life when I didn't even play video games. You know, mm. but uh, yeah, I'm coming back to it, and it, I, it's great that I have this uh, kind of job that I can um, combine these two amazing uh, creative worlds. You know. Yeah, definitely. And there's something to be said too about the fact that you got you started with games, got engaged in the music, and then the creation of the music. And though you had to step away from the actual engagement of the games to focus on honing your craft, you were still capable of not losing your love for what got you there in the first place. It's a people like to think sometimes that you have to give up video games in order to do other things. But the truth is, if you if you're truly passionate about them, they stick with you regardless of the time. And you kind of show that with your engagement with them too. Yeah, of course, because uh, it's it's like with everything, you know, uh, when you 
when you have time, you dedicate your time to it. But uh, if uh, if something is your passion and you love it, you will always uh, get back to it when you when you have uh, a free time. That's true. Yeah. I record a lot of music myself, and then but I go in and out of phases um, because I'm not mm-hmm. professional. So it's just um, I focus on my professional life um, for a long yeah. time, and then I get feeling like I want to be creative again, and it's always like sitting there in the back of my mind. And also games too. I don't play as Pernell plays a lot for reviewing, and um, mm-hmm. but sometimes I I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot I really enjoy video games, and um, and it's it's wonderful, especially to get back into it now. Because it's a whole like the, the landscape is, is is wider if you understand it's there's a lot yeah, more room yeah. for independent developers. Yeah, uh, and a lot of uh, these these games are uh, you know this uh, retro stuff is coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the uh, same with the music. You know the the music is back to eighties. You know? So it's uh, <laughs> this synth wave uh, yeah. uh, that that's going for a few few years, ten yeah. years. <laughs> It's uh, like coming uh, all back uh, in one circle. So are, are it's, you, it's really nice. Are you into that kind of sound? Is that something that, that you're interested in? That, that you're happy that's uh, coming back? Not, <laughs> no, uh, not that much. Uh, no. Not that much. I, I really like uh, different styles of music. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I mean, I started with uh, uh, metal and uh, yeah! especially <laughs> death metal and uh, technical death metal yeah, <laughs> and play that stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then uh, later, I noticed, wow, there's a lot of other music too. You don't have to growl all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Your vocal cords will thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I I started to listen a lot of uh, soundtracks, uh, mm. uh, uh, movie soundtracks, uh, video game soundtracks. Uh, I really like... Uh, experimental music electronic music so but this synthwave is a uh, it's uh, too similar for me you know it's uh, yeah. it's it's uh, i i like the niche and i like some of the stuff but sometimes it it gets to i listen to some stuff and think about oh man i heard this before but no i didn't you know it's <laughs> it's uh, similar stuff it's uh, i understand totally it's yeah, lacking it's, a bit in variation when yeah. when i want that when I want that itch scratched, when I when I want to feel that, I can go to any mm-hmm. of it and enjoy it. But they all yeah, are yeah. similar. Similar. The uh, the heavy metal scene in Croatia is it is it something that's that's big? Well, you know the the country isn't uh, that big, so yeah. it's not that uh, that big. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially now, there are fewer bands than the than there were before mm-hmm. ten years before. But okay. uh, yeah. Uh, before all this uh, that I started to make uh, music for video games, I was playing in uh, it's some kind of uh, math core, you know, something like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, but uh, wow. like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and Mr. Bungle combination. You know? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you know this this band. Or <laughs> I'm at the double check, but to believe. <laughs> Believe it or not, in a small world, I have to double check because I swear I've heard this before, but it's funny you yeah. mentioned Dillinger Escape Plan because from what I recall, they originated from our town. Oh, oh really? Maybe Is that where I heard them from? From from Delaware? 
They were from this area. Okay, so I was slightly off. They okay. were formed in Morris Plains, New Jersey. So that's probably why people think Delaware because they they're local. Morris Plains, New oh, Jersey is right yeah. down the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah, small world. And I love when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, and you probably heard uh, Mr. Bungle because the singer is Mike Patton from Fate No More. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's what. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe you know it by that. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. I think it's funny you mentioned the idea of like variations in music too, and like how you came up into where you're at now. Because um, I was fairly similar. I grew up in an environment where I was kind of led to have to listen to a certain type of music because that's what my community listened to. And then through video games, I found an interest in rock music, which then led me to metal music. And I really love the metal. And I don't know what happened, but somewhere in that window, I went from metal to shoegaze. <laughs> and yeah. now I just kind of toe the line between the two. Well, that's great. You know, the, and anything that uh, makes you happy. You know, it's it's. Uh, I hate it when I talk to people and then I say, you know, it's uh, it sounds so pretentious. You know, I'm a composer and sound designer for video games, and then uh, people are like uh, uh, tensed about it. You know, they they are tensed about it and. Oh, you probably don't uh, like this kind of music. No, man, listen to whatever you like. You know, it, mm -hmm. don't obsess about it. It's it's not the the most important stuff in the world. You know, if it makes you happy, it's the most important. Yeah, that thing, is a know. fantastic way yeah. to view it too. Like yeah. one thing that I like to say, like you know, I'm sure you've met the type too, based on what you just said, which is when you say, "Do you like you know, this type of music?" Like it's like country, right? Yeah. People go, the guy goes, oh, God, no, I hate country. Country's terrible. Um, my philosophy has generally been that while I have favorites in genres, of course, I don't think there is a single emphatically bad genre of music. It's just a track you haven't heard yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And every kind of genre has something to, to uh, give something to you, you know, and uh, to open a new world, you know. Because yes. uh, sometimes I, I listen to uh, some genre that I really don't like, and then I hear, hear uh, synths behind. Oh man, this looks, this this sounds really good, and I could copy it and <laughs> copy it into <laughs> my music, <laughs> and then nobody will notice because I copied some stupid synth from this pop song and put it in a, a totally metal song you know so <laughs> nobody will hear it like that <laughs> it's so, an astounding yeah. thing there too like it was like just the other day a friend showed me a video where a recent rap song had sampled a specific snippet from a specific mm -hmm. section of a donkey kong country 2 track Oh man, nice. <laughs> nice. That's so cool. <laughs> so, uh, with your time with in your time um, working with game audio and game music, what what are mm -hmm. some genres that you've been asked to do or that you've dipped your toes into that that you've enjoyed most? Or have you, that you maybe that not you've enjoyed most, but that were new to you? Well, yeah, um you know this uh, i had to do this uh, the trailers with uh, some orchestral music mm. and uh, i 
I liked uh, always like classical music, but it's really different kind of approach because you have a, a large variety of uh, instruments that all have to have uh, they have to have each sentences you know mm -hmm. they, they have to be uh, separated uh, really good yeah and mm -hmm. uh, in the start it was really hard for me to do you know in in a digital audio workstation when you set it all up and then you see all these tracks and all these midi notes and will it go together that good <laughs> and then uh, you get used to it you get used to any kind of genre i i did that i have this uh, project that is uh, break core mm -hmm. with metal and has accordions and <laughs> it's it's a folk accordions from this balkan area oh. you know and uh, metal break I, core accordions yeah yeah <laughs> and i and i really you know i want to make music that is uh, that metal guys will hate and uh, the folk guys from this area would also hate because it's too metal. <laughs> and, I and I really enjoyed to do that. <laughs> that wild medium is like, I hate metal and I hate folk, but I love yeah. this! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know if you... Uh, oh, maybe you probably don't know it, but uh, it's a guy called I-G-O-R-R-R. Okay. Oh, that hmm. sounds familiar. That, that's Igor. break core, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. that's breaker with uh, different kinds of genres in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a mashup of everything. Yeah. So that's yeah, I always like to to make uh, different kinds of music. Uh, I'm currently working on some uh, synthwave track. Uh, oh no, that's uh, the track that I already put out uh, before. It's called Neon Limit. And oh, I listened to that the other day. Yeah, and I uh, did a remaster of it, and it will be, uh, it will probably uh, end up in uh, a speed limit uh, update, probably. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, I had to do it, uh, you know, to to have it looped or and uh, put more uh, uh, arrangements, uh, different arrangements, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that game is nonstop action did, it's did you give it a try I, I did watch some playthrough of it um, <laughs> yeah it's it's okay. pretty hectic I, really, <laughs> it's pretty I, hectic. I wanted to hear the um how the audio how the how the music would, would match with the gameplay knowing what the gameplay would be like um yeah yeah how, were there any additional considerations to like how things would loop or how things would fit into place as an arrangement oh well when i I don't know if uh, I if you guys uh, read it on because it was on some kind of blog. The guys asked me about it. Um, I I already it. have yeah I already did uh, some kind of synthwave uh, soundtrack for the game, mm -hmm. and it's like uh, I have all these uh, twelve or thirteen projects uh, uh, opened. You know, it's not, it's not the they are not finished tracks, but. Uh, you could make a track from it, and uh, I started to play these uh, tracks that I already did, and nothing ever uh, was something great with this hectic game. It was too slow all the time. It, it was a, uh, it just wasn't a good fit because uh, the guys at Game Chuck said to me, "Yeah, they would like a synthwave uh, soundtrack." Mm. And then when we heard this, uh, my tracks 
that are basic synthwave. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it it was it wasn't a good fit. So I had to rethink about uh, uh, writing a, a new new soundtrack, <laughs> and uh, I had. <laughs> Yeah, I had a lot of problems because I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't want to make a metal soundtrack because it's too easy to do. I'm, I mean, too easy. It's, it's just, it wouldn't be something to talk about. You know, mm -hmm. it, you wanted it, something it, unique. Yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, it, it was like uh, hard for me, uh, harder for me to do. You know, mm -hmm. this, uh, this, I don't know how to call it. It's some kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't know what. What would you call uh, oh, this? This sound. Yeah, the the game soundtrack. I, oh, I, really, I couldn't even tell you. I just know yeah. it's great and zippy. <laughs> I know. I was going yeah. into it. I was like thinking, okay, it's going to be like maybe some frenetic metal music, but then yeah, it was yeah. it was like um, synthwave speedcore, like speedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you made a good point. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that, but it's um I I. I I, the speed matches the gameplay really, really well. It's not a yes, rhythm, it it's not a rhythm-based game where the gameplay has to be played to the rhythm, but the the rhythm of the music um, dictates the gameplay, kind of guides the player. Which I think yeah, the it, tempo it keeps you, you charged. Yeah, 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 yeah it pushes you forward. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to mention. Going forward. <laughs> I do want to mention before I forget though, since we touched on it, mm -hmm. um, it was brought up on SML, which is why like it's like it's new here. But um, you did mention, yeah, that you have a blog where you kind of talk about the process you go through with constructing your music. If you could, probably even at the end of the episode or something, or the end of the interview, kind of share that link with us. We mm -hmm. could always post it up so that other people could read it. Yeah, sure, sure. No problem. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think here, like, I know we talked about that you were into games at one point and then you stepped out and came back. But when you were most into games, what would you say were some of your favorite like games that you played? The ones that you would say most influenced you with your gaming experience? Well, yeah, I think that uh, it was uh, at the start of my uh, gaming uh, uh, gaming route. You know, it was uh, this... Uh, Super Nintendo probably was my biggest influence uh, because I played, you know, I, I really liked that game and I always listen to that soundtrack and it's called, uh, the game is called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yay! <laughs> and I, I love that yeah. game. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes! I, lo I love that game and I was so scared playing it with him <laughs> as a kid yeah. with that, uh, it's... Uh, a chainsaw maze or something mm -hmm. like that. How is, how is it called? Uh, that level when yeah, uh, the, the guy chainsaw, is chasing chase, you, right? It is the chainsaw yeah. has head chainsaw hedge maze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I and uh, it's it's really great. I, I really like the music in it. Uh, but you know, I, when I played it as a kid, I wasn't thinking about music. But later, I remembered. Oh man, that really had a great music. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I really liked, of course, uh, Super Mario World, uh, played it with my sister. She was uh, always Luigi, so, yeah, of course, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you gotta be Mario, you're playing one. Yeah, yeah of course, man. <laughs> She's younger, so she has to be Luigi, uh, that's it. <laughs> Those are the rules. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then later, you know, the the PC came, <laughs> and uh, I started to play uh, adventure games. I really like LucasArts adventures, mm -hmm. uh, Monkey Island, especially three. You know, I, I first played the Monkey Island three. Yeah, and uh, I like the art. I like the music. Mm -hmm. uh, Grim Fandango had great music. Oh man, it's it's also uh, mm -hmm. full throttle. Yeah. Mm. I like that one. And I'm a fan of Fallout series. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah Fallout 2 is my favorite, but uh, because I played it a lot. I was terrible, terrible, terrible at Fallout 2. I love the game, but I <laughs> never could deal with rad poisoning in a way that wouldn't cost me money or bottle caps, yeah. which is why I always <laughs> failed. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, well, it, it has some... Um, it has a different approach. Uh, it, it can be seen in uh, those older games. Probably they were uh, pretty much more brutal, you know, when I can see it. Brutal to the player, I mean. Because yes. uh, when, I, when I see, uh, you know, Lion King from Super Nintendo, I, mm -hmm. I played it as a kid mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. remember finishing it. And I was thinking, oh man, this, this thing is really... Uh, it's really difficult to to, to achieve this, <laughs> to to finish the game. Yes. And then later, I see people talking about it that it's really hard game. You know. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, oh, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but these games were really difficult. Uh, now you can always, uh, you know, read about something. You type it in on the internet and ask. Oh man, I cannot uh, finish this boss and. Uh, Somebody gives you an advice and you finish it really easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And but it's like, without the internet, it, it took a long time to get through get through things. And also, the, the games weren't designed to uh, to be forgiving. games were done probably that way you know to make the money worth <laughs> because <laughs> you you bought the game and uh, yeah you had to have uh, probably i don't know 30 hours of uh, gameplay time now you can buy cheaper games i mean uh, uh, not cheaper in development but uh, yeah. on cheaper price but uh, mm -hmm. uh, then when you buy something uh, on a lower price you don't expect to it to to play it for 30 hours you know so, or 40 50 yeah it's it's weird now like the industry i feel has changed a lot along with uh just how we've grown up and this is going to be a weird tangent but it came up in a garbage pill kids collection group that i'm in <laughs> where i mentioned it which is that when i was a child if I wanted to buy a pack of Garbage Pail Kids, it was 25 cents, and you could get a set of 80 cards, that's 40 A names and 40 B names, probably for about $12. It's not hard to do, it's just going into the store and consistently buying general packs of cards until you're done. Mm -hmm. But as we got older and our interest remained intact, our income grew and our fervor to capture that entertainment level grew with us so now suddenly 80 cards is a guy going to the store saying that eh, just give me that box it's not that much money for me 
I got them and I'm done. So the companies will go, wait, this guy can just throw away money to get one box of cards. We need to make him throw away that money multiple times because he'll spend it to get that same rush. So you would add more. They'd add chase cards. They'd add variations to the card. They'd do anything they could to expand it. And when it comes to the gaming environment, the situation is a little different. Back then, disposable income wasn't great. You were probably going to get like five games a year if you were lucky. And so as a result, the companies had to make you want their games. And the way to do it was to say, this game has 100 hours of gameplay or you will fight to beat it. It's going to take you time. So if you buy a game, it's going to last you a while. But now we have a market where everybody, so many people can develop games and produce them. And the big boys are also developing more games now than they were back then per calendar year. So now it's less about giving you an insane amount to do in one game so much as it's to say, here, we're going to make it so that you can take this game, consume it as quickly as possible so you can move on to the next product. Whether it's ours or someone else's is either here nor there. But we want you to buy more games because we know you can afford more games. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good observation, yeah. It's same with the music, you know, we are uh, totally spoiled. When I was in the 90s, I, you, you came to a CD store and you bought a CD or cassette because it had a great cover. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. And it, it was that our country was like that, you know, you, you couldn't open a CD and listen to it and will you like it or not. No, you heard it from a friend. So this uh, band, I don't know, Pantera, <laughs> is uh, is a new band, and uh, you bought a CD because the cover looked great. And yeah. then mm-hmm. uh, you pray at home. Oh man, please God, let let this band be good. <laughs> I had a couple of those. Sometimes yeah. it wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I still yeah. have those CDs sitting in a case, and I'm thinking, I was never going to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's true. And also the, the entry of um, music production and, and distribution now is so low over the internet. So there's a lot more yeah. it's, it's mirroring the games industry. There's a lot of games uh, in development. There's a lot of uh, musicians, uh, music um, that's, yeah. that's available too. Yeah, it's great, you know, and, and uh, instruments are pretty cheap now. Yeah. No, because, I, I agree. Uh, it is great because yeah, yeah. Um, some people can complain because the... They could say it's driving the quality lower because the entry yeah. is so much lower. But I think it's better for more people to to get. It's in, more competitive. Yeah, yeah. to get involved and to and to learn and to be creative. Mm-hmm. I think the more people who are creative, the better. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. With without the YouTube, I I probably wouldn't know to do any of this stuff. You know, sure. I I just uh, watch uh, the tutorials uh, and then. Uh, Oh man, I could do it at home. I really have a lot of guitar pedals, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you could use it in a different way. Somebody opens up your eyes and uh, mm-hmm. you get a totally different idea of making music. It I think it's me, great. Yeah. It takes me back. So I'm thinking about that more now too. So like you said, how you picked it up a lot through like YouTube videos and being having access to you know, tutorials that didn't break your bank, basically. It's like easy yeah, access, yeah. not expensive. I yeah. look back on when I was a child and I wanted to play an instrument. This was before YouTube and I was like, you know, I'm an old man. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to play an instrument. I didn't come from my family and have a lot of money, so I couldn't afford to say, get a music teacher. 
Mm. And even just getting an instrument was tough. So the only point of entry I even had was my school band club. Mm. But the school band club required me to spend about $500 to get a saxophone. Again, we were poor. So mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But I feel yeah. like if you look at the present era now and the means of which people can get instruments for, like you said, for much cheaper, I don't have to pay for a single teacher to come to my house and teach me. I can go on the internet and have a guy on a video say, put your fingers here, here, and here. And then the camera zooms in and shows him doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, as yeah. long as you have the drive, and admittedly, you got to have some money, but you may not need to have it even all at once. You can finance it with no interest, all kinds of stuff. And it's just yeah. generally cheaper. It's so much easier to get started for people now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I can see it on a, on a price price of the guitar, guitars, electric guitars. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, before you could buy a shitty guitar for $500 and it couldn't tune well. And everything now you can buy a great guitar for five hundred dollars you know you, mm-hmm. you could buy a pretty good guitar for five hundred dollars and if you uh, hear it if you think about it that it sounds uh, awful or something you change the magnets and you have a great sounding guitar <laughs> you know the the uh i don't know uh, the instruments are pretty cheap now all these synths that are coming out also uh, started to be pretty cheap uh, uh, before it was like uh, you have to have a rent, uh, you have to rent a studio yeah. and use their equipment and then make music it it's a really a steep price for someone who never made music you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. daunting yeah it becomes a, yeah. A, a how do you even just because yeah. you're how interested you how do you even yeah. start right yeah yeah of course uh, yeah totally um, okay, yeah. so if we are going to um, present um, some of the music from Speed Limit for the show, mm-hmm. is there a uh, specific track that you um, really enjoyed creating or something that you would like think best represents the game? Yeah, I really like uh, the track number six. Uh, I can't remember the name because they were named uh, after the na- levels, <laughs> and I'm also working on different games, so I can't remember the oh, okay. <laughs> the level names. I don't, I don't want to pick something that you were that you listen to or, or maybe later on you're like oh I didn't like that one so no, much or, or, or no man I, I I probably I, I never mm. t- listen to my music after <laughs> that I'm done with it <laughs> it's, it's one and done yeah uh, is it because you're tired of hearing it or is it just because yeah, you're yeah, interested you, in the you, next one yeah but uh, you hear it a lot because you are rearranging it you know you first start writing it then you rearrange it then you mix it then you 
don't mix it that good, then you mix it again, then you mix it <laughs> again, and then you master it, then you don't master it that good, then you master it again, and then you you are just crazy. <laughs> and uh, you lose the interest in, in those tracks. And you always hear something that you would like to change a little. I, I'm like that, you know. <laughs> I, I listen to some stuff that I did, and I always, huh, maybe those... Uh, drum sounds should be a little bit quieter and this synth should <laughs> pop out more and then you are <laughs> yeah, then the, next, right the, the next day yeah. you listen to the song you're thinking the exact opposite right yeah yeah <laughs> Everything yeah, of changes. yeah yeah what was i thinking <laughs> and it's also you know when you are working on some kind of music and you listen to it a lot uh, you you uh, start to you start to be subjective about it and uh, you really don't know if is it good or, or not at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I tend to listen to some stuff and think about, oh man, this this stuff isn't that good. And then I, it was like with uh, this uh, Speed Limit uh, tracks. Some of those tracks, uh, I was like sending it to my colleagues and do you like this stuff? Do you think that I should change something? Because you are listening to it all the time and you, you lose this, uh, you, you are really not objective about it, so. Uh -huh. Yeah. While you were writing, were you given gameplay, um, some footage of the game to understand the context? Yeah, I mean, I'm the employee of GameChuck. I'm not a freelancer, so uh, I'm always at the office, you know? Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was... Uh, uh, the idea of uh, Speed Limit was presented to me uh, in 2018, probably, because... Uh, and I started to work for them full time in the summer of two uh, 2019, so a, a year later. And uh, yeah, I, I saw just the uh, first two levels, and uh, I saw just the concept art for the other uh, levels that uh, will be programmed later. You know, mm -hmm. will be worked uh, on later. Yeah. So so I just uh, I played. Uh, all the demos I played, uh, all different level designs, but uh, yeah, it's it's really hard, you know. It's re it's really difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I think that I'm the worst player in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't have any any will after I'm killed about five times, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But on the yeah. second stage, that's going to happen quite a bit. Yeah. Though yeah, I am curious, the that there's that one effect where when you go through a stage and you are you get killed, the game uh -huh. rewinds back a bit and the music kind of rewinds back to accompany your death. Yeah. Was that a personal choice you made when composing, or was that something they said, "Hey, could you make a loopy thing here?" You know. Uh, uh, they were talking about. Uh... They they want they were first interested in a visual cue you know they they first wanted to do it uh, as this video uh, that was rewinding mm -hmm. and then I uh, thought about it well yeah then I should put uh, this sound uh, on but it's uh, it's always the same you know it's not the music that is going backwards uh -huh. it's it's done in Game Maker it's not with uh, some middleware like F mod or uh, Wise it's it's not done like that it's just. Uh, an effect. <laughs> it's oh, just okay. the sound design thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, so the uh, the game was created on Game Maker, huh? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. That's, that's what I like. That's what I use, and it's always interesting. Uh, I I uh, read it about uh, ten or fifteen minutes before this interview. I I read that you were uh, oh. working in, in game maker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was checking you guys out, you know? Who, who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> these guys, hopefully you came away and said, these guys are on the level. I like those. <laughs> yeah, they're Americans. Yeah, yeah. We got to make sure they're okay. It's great seeing how I mean that 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 um, uh, game engine's been around for a long time, and it's slowly started to incorporate um, uh, 3, 3D um, development elements. And then in the past two or three years, they've said, "No, we're just going to focus completely on 2D." And I think it's because yeah. of the the what people are doing with just two dimensional games and the interest in maybe older style or just 2D games in general has really grown. Um, and not, not just, I think it's not just computer games or on consoles, but on um, on the phones and, and uh, handheld games too. Um, you don't, you're not exactly playing um, uh, 3D shooters on your phone all the time. It's, be very, it's very difficult to do. So well, there's a lot, there's a huge market and there's a huge interest in 2D games. Um, yeah, and it makes it it's it's fun. It's it's a, it's a fun language to work in. Um, if people like programming, if people don't like programming, then none of it's fun. <laughs> but I, I think it's fun. <laughs> it's always like a little puzzle. Um, but no, I, I, I I'm a, a jack of trades and a master of none of them. I just enjoy doing that's, it. That's that's great because because you are probably enjoying it uh, all. You know, you yeah. you are just uh, getting a scoop out of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. scoop of greatness yeah. out of everything. Yeah, and don't, and don't let him fool you either. He'll say master of none, but yeah, his definition know, of I... master, you know, he's good at yeah. what he does. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're my friend. You have to say that. Oh, that is. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're 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 getting uh, a little bit late because Pernell and I are still um, recording uh, the full episodes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap things up or anything like that, would you like to tell our listeners of any other projects that you can talk about or just where they can find more of your work? Well, yeah, uh, I have just uh, finished working on a game called Primordials and uh, it's uh, also from Croatian company, company GD Entertainment. I was their uh, sound designer and composer. Mm. I am also currently working on uh, Red Solstice too and uh, i'm their uh, sound designer mm-hmm. i'm working in f mode uh, implementing uh, the sounds uh it's a game from uh, this also croatian <laughs> company it's called iron ward and uh, the demo will be out i think on friday it's uh, some kind of uh, shooter uh, inspired by it's it's a something like RPG uh, mm-hmm. with uh, inspired by aliens you know oh okay. uh, yeah uh, just now I'm wondering yeah. if I look at the right game because now I'm trying to find it it's not Primordial's Battle of Gods is it uh, Primordial's Battle of Gods is uh, yeah the, the game that I was uh, sound designer and composer and it's a different kind of game it's uh, something like uh, 
I don't know, Dota or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so that was the right game. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the that's it. yeah. Red but I was talking is... about yeah, Red Solstice is a different kind of game, and it's uh, it's inspired by aliens. You know, you are Marines. The <laughs> the aliens are coming to get you, mm. and uh, it's uh, it's uh, awesome and uh, fun thing to work mm. on because there is a lot of interesting sound design ideas. Yeah, and right. uh, and you know it's uh, it's all uh, it's gory. You know <laughs> there's a lot of uh, killings, and uh, <laughs> you have to a lot of use all this stuff from your yeah. You have to use a lot of this stuff uh, in the kitchen. You know, cabbage uh, <laughs> that you uh, strike with a knife. And uh, oh, this is I my kind of game. Net. I like the look of this. Yeah, it, it's it looks great, and uh, then the demo will be out. I think on Friday. I think mm. the it's uh, March. To, uh, uh, yeah, March 12th. Yeah. So we'll I play the, the interim and, and listen for your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to make sure, just in case, were you involved with Red Solstice 1 by any chance in the no, meantime? No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Uh, I probably wasn't uh, even then doing sound design. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, this, this guys just uh, took me in the, their second. Uh, second edition yeah second uh, game okay yeah and I'm, I'm going to be looking out for this one then because like i said i just looked just at some screenshots on steam and it yeah it, it looks right up my alley for sure also yeah for folks I, who might I, be down with like xcom or something yeah that's right that's uh, similar to xcom yeah i i forgot about that game yeah and uh yeah i, I really like uh, alien franchise <laughs> so yes. it's 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 great yeah and uh yeah, what was the other question? I, I forgot about. Oh, um, uh, uh, where can our listeners find um, the more works that you're doing uh, other than games? Do you, uh, you had said you have a, oh. a blog that you write. Uh, no, I, I just have a company blog on GameChuck, uh, but uh, you, you can find my music uh, on... Uh, you just use my surname and you put com because I don't want to... Uh, spell it out for you. Okay. <laughs> it's it's well, too difficult. <laughs> no, well, it's M M A L A T E S T I N I C. Got it. com. So Malatestinich. So you know, it's really hard for anyone. It's even hard for creations to spell it. So. Well, that's no no problem. We'll we'll include those links on the website and in the the show notes. Um, um, when the show is uh, out for the public, so yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. But thanks for taking the time uh, for, for to yeah. chat with us and to talk. And yeah, it's been no a good time process. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you guys for having me. I will listen to your work <laughs> probably, probably a lot more in the future <laughs> because I have a lot of listening to do. <laughs> well, well, it's appreciated. You. I didn't. Uh, when you called me, I I didn't even know that you guys were doing this, and it's really great. You know, I I always listen to podcasts, and I never got to you guys. So, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Really enjoyed thank this. Thank you. Yeah. All right, and we are um, back. Um, thank you, Mataya, for spending some time with us and talking about this new game and about, about yourself, really. Um, that was really enlightening. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really good. Um, it's, hearing his, always, his background with, um, with heavy metal and with math rock and like that kind of like really interesting 
like I don't know, how do you describe math rock? It still confounds me, honestly, because like <laughs> just by the concept of math rock, the first time I heard it, I legitimately expected to hear a bunch of equations played over like a beat. But uh, and then like also I ended up coming across a band which is definitely not math rock, but it's called like the Algebra Suicides, and I was like, okay, well. If there was a math rock band, <laughs> they would be called the Algebra Suicides, and then it was just like, nah, it's weird. It's definitely an interesting style of music, but I like it. It's just I can't describe it. Yeah, hard well. to describe. Um, but anyway, so uh, for more information about Mattia, where you can find his music, and where you can find uh, the game Speed Limit and, and all that stuff, it's at rhythmandpixels.com, um, and, and actually in the notes of today's show as well. So if you're on your phone, you can scroll down and and see all of that information there. But we have some more music to get into. So, um, Pernell, what do you have next? Well, if, the thing, if these are the last two tracks we're doing, I should do my bonus round. Yeah, let's do a bonus round. That's not how it works. You got to do more zip and zap to it. You got a bonus round, baby. Something like that. Bonus round, baby. <laughs> there you go. There we go. That's the stuff. Oh man, that, that was that was a little. Uh, I was getting educated on how to do that. Um, the bonus round is where we play covers and remixes on our theme. Um, Pernell, what is your bonus round track? Well, I actually was looking for Overdrive Ostrich from Mega Man X Two because I was like, well, like I said, I usually look for a specific track and find a good cover of it, mm-hmm. but. Instead, I came across a better cover from the same game, and I was like, well, guess what? I'm, de- I'm dealing with it. I'm using it. So this is from Mega Man X2, and it is a remix of the Wheel Gator stage, which I guess technically counts, but he's going the actual speed limit in that dinosaur tank. Anyway, the track title is called Wheels of Steel, and it is composed by V-Mike, which might enter some of our Swedish friends and listeners because he is from Sweden. Okay. V-Mike. V-Mike. A V mic with the with yep. the, the V like victory V mic V mic all right.
Welcome back. You're listening to Wheels of Steel um, from the game Mega Man X2, or rather, remix from the game Mega Man X2, and done by V Mike. It's this track I like a lot because, one, uh, believe it or not, Wheel Gator's theme is one of my favorites from Mega Man X2, but I'm not ashamed to acknowledge that the track is very short and it loops very constantly, frequently. So there's not a lot to the original track, it's just a good track. But even though his version does have that repetition to it in a sense too, he does different things across the pan the bars, so it feels different, even though it's the same as you go between like the different elements of it. It's a great track. I was a big fan of it, and I've listened to it multiple times already, even before the episode. Like it's good stuff. But it's such a slow tank. <laughs> I guess it's pushing all that metal. I guess it has to be. Yeah, it's slow. it's it's real heavy, so it's taking its time, is what it's doing. <laughs> It's cruising. Cruising. <laughs> Dino Tank. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next track. Um, I picked from the game uh, Spy Hunter. So, yeah, part of Speed Limit kind of goes to a top-down racing game type game, but, like, you're bumping cars off the road. It's very much like Spy Hunter. And um, I chose from the game Spy Hunter for the PlayStation 2, which was a remake of Spy Hunter in 2001. Um, This is the main theme of the game, which is a remix of the original music from Spy Hunter, which in itself is an adaptation of Henry Mancini's theme to Peter Gunn from the television show Peter Gunn. That's like a bonus round of a bonus yeah. round. <laughs> it's like get get layers yeah, into this. I have to. I I need to dig back in because um, I know the original music and I know what the original music is based on, but I couldn't find the composer of or who did the arrangement on this game. But all of, all of the songs, all all of the stages are kind of arrangements of the original theme. And once you hear the original theme, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like this game is. This music is ingrained in my my mind for some reason. There was a game that came out in 2012 um, that also uh, includes arrangements of of the uh, Spy Hunter song, tracks of the Spy Hunter track, um, a lot of them. But that was all music by Ryan Shore. I don't believe this is Ryan Shore. And I think it was 2005 or 2007. There was a movie of Spy Hunter with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Did you know that? I can't. I can't even fathom how that works. Like, the Spy Hunter wasn't exactly a massive property as far as narrative is concerned. No, not at all. Definitely a great game for its time in 1980-something. But um, <laughs> anyway, so here we go. This is the main theme, the Spy Hunter for the PlayStation from 2001. Let's go.
And we're back. That was the main theme to Spy Hunter for the PlayStation 2 from 2001. The theme from Peter Gunn, composed and conducted by Henry Mancini. And this one was uh, arranged and performed by the band or group Saliva. Yes, this was, two, this was 2001. So <laughs> I have a feeling that all kind of tracks. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Saliva. Well, saliva is generally <laughs> amasses inside of your mouth, and it's used to lubricate your mouth. And I actually, I don't know crap about saliva aside from just generalisms. I'm not going to explain. Yeah, it. It uh, stupid. Looks like they did <laughs> did some music for um, a lot of TV shows, a lot of WWE and uh, wrestling and WrestleMania stuff. So, um, oddly enough, it does sound familiar to me as a band, but I don't quite know where I would have placed them. Here we go. Like I feel uh, like I've heard them before. They're from Memphis. Oh, oh, well, it's Memphis. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is the same people. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I, I, I can't believe this is the same band. Um, but that's that's how they're credited on IMDb. Uh, we have some friends who might know a better idea <laughs> of where this might come from. But there's. Some I wonder in- who you're referring to. I don't know. But it's it's tough. Like this this. I don't know who did what, but it's a cool remix. I think it reminds me of um, Propeller Heads from about around ninety eight, ninety nine. They did um, a kind of a big beat, break beat type album, and then they did a math beat. Yeah, and then they did um, a really popular um, James Bond theme song remix that got put onto like this big remix compilation. Um, it was like it was like twelve or thirteen minutes long. It was it was epic, but it was definitely in the same style and i was wondering if there was had some similar artists and it doesn't seem that way no um tennessee rockers saliva um does that james bond track happen to play throughout the course of an entire action sequence or something no i don't know it was just a long song um it just, that was just the style of the time you know putting an onion on your belt <laughs> thank you because i was going there if you didn't <laughs> well for more information on our bonus round you can go to rhythmandpixels.com we'll have links to the artists band camps and sound clouds and everywhere you can go buy the music and support the artists All right, thanks for joining us on episode 27-1 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our speed limit episode, taking it, pushing it to the limit uh, with uh, Mata- uh, Mataya and some rocking tracks. It's been a, it's been a good one, too. Like it, that was a fun interview. The tracks that we used were great. And honestly, thanks, to this, thanks for us using this outro track, I ultimately ended up using every track I wanted on the episode. So oh, good. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a few. We, we might have like a follow-up episode next week, but I don't think this will be the last time we hear from Mattia. It was a, it was a really good chat. It was a really good hangout. And, um, and he was saying his English might not be that great, but honestly, I think, I think it was pretty good. So Oh, he rolled with yeah. it. Like, and honestly, I genuinely feel that level of confidence mm-hmm. with guests that say that too a lot because I can relate I well actually first of all I can't relate 100% because like I can't speak any Spanish so if I say I can't do it I can't do it mm-hmm. but I do feel that sometimes the concept of like I don't want to overstep my skill level so I'll play myself down 
just to be safe. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, so I, mean, I can totally understand. You probably didn't know what to expect. Like, what are we going to, like, what American accent are we going to have and how fast well, are Pernell we going to Pernell say talk? a bunch of dumb puns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be hard translating puns to another. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. But anyway, it was, it worked out really great. So I have a feeling. Three in the skillet is worth five in the candle. And, and the game he worked on is really cool. And the, and the music is fantastic. So I have a yes. strong feeling that we're going to be having him back on the show but um, it'd be awesome if you would like to learn more about our show um, about the music we played on our show and about the artists that we featured on our show go to our website rhythmandpixels.com I'm, I'm st- I want to say it again I'm proud of how the website turned out I, I'm probably not going to redesign it for a while now uh, because it's finally in a place that is respectable respectable yes. Pernell. <laughs> it's, it's tasteful it's tasteful yeah i got rid of all those ads that were messing up everybody's computer <laughs> <laughs> it's so, hard i think when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah too. i just i mean also like it's tough to know what people are gonna like you know so sorry my dog was scratching at the door and i would have no idea what was going on um no. if you want to get in contact with us if you um would like to say hi if you have any track suggestions or topic suggestions please send us an email Rhythm and Pixels at hotmail.com. Um, and you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You just type in Rhythm and Pixels and all one word and we'll turn up right there. And um, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. We have a 24-7 radio station playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. Uh, it's got uh, also on twitch.tv slash Rhythm and Pixels. It's, it's playing there as well. Um, yeah, we, we've, there's not always a lot of chat happening on the stream itself but um there's a lot of music that plays huge playlists a lot of music that was picked by me and pernell about a lot of music that was recorded from a c64 by michael bridgewater and a lot of music that was all uh compiled and put together by ed wilson from the vg embassy so it truly is like a big community project right there so just uh if you want to check that out and if you'd like to support the show you can go to rhythmandpixels.com slash merch we have some cool new shirts and pernell i got a shirt just for you coming out um, oh, because I, I make a new one. You know, well, you need a new Falcom shirt, so I'm making you one. Uh-oh. I'm thinking of doing Maybe. shirts with like uh, game audio teams, like an SNK audio team and a Falcom team. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> like a team jersey type thing, but with uh, with them on it. But we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But we have other shirts there related to the show, related to video game music. So if you'd like to show your love of game music or of the podcast, uh, check that out. And you can also go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Um, and there you get uh, a weekly prequel episode. You get access to a monthly live recorded uh, episode. And you can hang out in the chat and hang out with us. And we also like to thank all of our members at the highest tiers at the end of every episode. So we start with Frankly Zappa, Mike Myers, Vashon8060, That Nick Walker, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy, Matt's Holmquist, Michael Jennings, Davey Cakes, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Mielberg, Dan Loughton, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael, Michael Bridgewater, also Mebury from the Forever Sound Version video game music podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. It's greatly appreciated. And we look forward to chatting with you in the future on hopefully on the this on the live stream this month. 
I wonder who scratches. Maybe it might be a cat. That might not be a dog. I mean, you have cats and dog singular in right. your house. If you stay on the on the, it's going to be a reveal on the podcast. Here it comes. <laughs> what is it? Was it Archie? Oh, I guess he can't hear me. He's not at the desk yet. Was it? Uh, oh, I love how I keep talking despite his headphones aren't in yet. There you go. Was it Archie? It was both. It was the dog chasing the cat. <laughs> wow. Here I thought it was funny because you opened the door and I just saw a tail shoot up onto the desk. So he must have just leapt up there. Yeah, I thought he was going to knock stuff over. Oh, fortunately, he didn't. Hey, buddy. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you for listening to my cat. <laughs> I'll turn up. Oh, it's on my lap. Um, that's so nice. Um, and we'll see you next week. We're going to have maybe a revisit of the speed topic or maybe something else. What do you think, Pernell? What are we going to do? We could do a combination. We could do like speed cuisine. Speed speed cooking games, right? Like cooking mama. <laughs> no, no, it has to be speed. It needs to be speed cuisine. You uh, gotta combine the two. <laughs> That's what makes it special. He wants to eat my headphones. Alright, we've got to get going, otherwise this this whole episode's gonna fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. We'll see you next week. And remember. Time passes, it moves, it flows, and whatever. And it's, I think it's almost more for the younger listeners of the show. I'm not even going to lie because I've only been thinking about this lately, too. And it comes up in the interview. Um, you know, as time passes and you're younger, you start to find yourself thinking, oh, I got all the time in the world, you know, because this is, I have so much time today because it's taking forever just to get to this class or for this period to end or, you know, for this. Oh, generally classes, because once you're in a, in a working world, you're already kind of boned anyway. But don't take that for granted, because when that time slowdown catches up to you, it freaking blows. All of a sudden, your day just shoots by. And all of a sudden, holy crap, it's done. What happened? I've missed, I lost all this time. So even though we have a lot of time, we also don't have a lot of time. So if, you're, if there's a project you want to work on, don't delay. Project today. Um, if you want to say that wonderful thing to that person you care about, don't delay. Say it right the heck now. Do what you need to do as soon as possible. Don't let time slide because you think you got tomorrow. You don't know what you got, but you know you have dreams and aspirations right now. So put them to use. Get them done or at least get them initiated. It's worth doing. Please do it. Woof. Woof.